another episode of DVD Grooves. Hello! Have to clear my throat. I am. Well, no, I, I already fucked up because technically I drank beer on last podcast Even because though, it was yeah. reported months ago. <laughs> was it months ago? At least a month ago. Yeah, true. Seems like fucking yesterday. But today we're spinning a new album. Well, not a new album, but uh, another album. It's a band that we haven't new spun yet. New album to the podcast. We yeah. haven't spun this band yet, but we've spun the singer and the drummer. Yeah. And we're doing a double, like, grunge week. Uh, yeah. This Friday was Alice in Chains, and this week we're spinning Sound Garden. Sound Garden. And in honor of the late, great Chris Cornell, who, for the last time, performed with Soundgarden on this day. And when did he die? Like, he died. Yeah. The last day that Chris Cornell lived. May 17th. The last day that Soundgarden played a show with Chris Cornell. May 17th, 2017. Yeah. Ugh. In peace to him. Twelve fifteen. That's when they found him. At night. Yeah. So it was right, like, just past the seventeenth. So. It's, so, there's a good chance that he was already gone by this day. Yeah. Could I be. don't know. Either way. It's either today or tomorrow. Well, he was pronounced dead at one thirty. So. Yeah. But talking about Soundgarden and Chris Cornell today. Uh, we're spinning the album, what is this, Louder Than Love? Yes. Louder Than Love. Now, I've never listened to much of this album. I think I've listened to one song. I, can, I don't even remember the name of the song. I do like Chris Cornell, uh, Soundgarden, I like Chris Cornell. But I don't actually own any Cornell, uh, like, any Soundgarden or any Chris well, Cornell stuff. Well, you own Temple of the Dog, right? Yeah. But Soundgarden, I don't own a single one of those. And I definitely need one on my, uh, in my collection. Well, for Soundgarden, I have Louder Than Love, I have Bad Motor Finger, I have Super Unknown, and then I just recently got an OG 1996 Down on the Upside. Yeah. Yeah. From my old man. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Fuck, I'd like to hear that. Oh, dude. Down on the Upside, that's a great album. Uh, uh, well, they're all great. And this one, in, a, in its own way, is... J- just as good as those, if not better in some cases. I mean, so this is their second album. Yeah, right? Ultra Mega OK is the first. Yeah, that was an '88. But then there's Streaming Life and Fop. Do you see that somewhere? I uh, do not. Is that on? It's an EP, I think. Oh, okay, okay. But yeah, yeah. Streaming Life. And right, Fop. So, the, so, actually, yeah. so Screaming Life is first in 87. Yeah. Then Fop is 88. And Ultra Mega OK is 88, right? Yeah. And this is 89? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I need Ultra Mega OK. But you can get Screaming Life and Fop on... Like, I have Screaming Life, Life and Fop on a cassette. Oh, yeah? We should play it on your fucking cassette thing, because I've never listened to it. I just seen it and had to have it. Yeah, we we should do. I have a fucking good little system there. That does a good yeah. job at uh, playing tapes. Fuck yeah. Although fuck cassettes are so rough, man. 
Yeah. All the cassettes I own, there's little warps in them, or like, you know, because they're spooled up, like, coiled so yeah. long. Isn't there like a cleaner or something that you can know. use? I think the... that's just permanently warped because it was spun around the spool, like the little fucking peg for so many goddamn years. Like, I spun in the ABBA, and it's like, <laughs> doesn't sound that good. So this was released September 5th, 1989. What else was it released in 1989? Um, this is before the grunge movement I think even Mother's started. Milk by the Chili's. Oh, fucking uh, what was Mother Love's Bone? Yeah, Apple. Yeah. What else is 89? Green River, maybe? Did they have something come out? No. Mudhoney? Green River's before um, Mother Love Bone. Maybe right? Mudhoney? Oh, yeah, Green River. Because you know uh, Stone and Jeff are in yeah. Green River as well, right? Yeah. Probably Mud Honey had shit was super yeah. big muff, uh, super fuzz big muff. Yeah, super something. fuzz big muff. I think that might be ninety. What's the one you got? Eighty eight. Uh, I don't know. If one of them's eighty nine, that's the one you got. Yeah, I, I think that is one. That yeah. one. That's. <laughs> didn't, didn't the crew put out Doctor Feelgood in eighty nine? Yeah, yeah. That's a big one. Yeah, that is a very big album. Yeah, isn't up to here eighty nine? What's it? Oh, uh... By the hip? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it? Yeah. That's huge. Yeah, for Canada, anyway. road apples. We're gonna be doing the hip soon. Yeah, we won the hip records! Woo! Fucking Brad and I joined one of those raffles that we're always jumping in. He already has the album fully, completely. Um, I don't. But I have Phantom Power and uh, Day of Night. But uh, Brad's got a few. But he doesn't have the first... He's no. got up to here, but he doesn't have the uh, self-titled EP. So we went 50-50 on the draw, and we fucking won it. This would be the song I think yeah, you would know on I, this I, album. I was about to say I know this song. What is this one called? This. Oh. Is this Loud Love? Yeah, no. It's, uh... Fuck my life. No, I don't think that's how it is. Hands, hands all over. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I know this song. Yeah, this is a pretty big song, actually. I'm just looking. 82 chart position in the UK singles. I'm not doing charts now, but that's, I was just doing a little thing. Down. They have a B, on the B side of Hands All Over, they had fucking a cover of Come Together. Erotic and Big Dumb Yeah, sex. that's on that... Uh that box set that's that sunrise that I need so bad. Someone uh, donate two hundred dollars to the podcast. Well, four hundred. Give Brad two hundred too, so he can get something. There's a wicked Soundgarden box set I've wanted for a long time. Fuck that! But don't even comment on what albums we should spend next. So <laughs> we're not gonna get any money. Maybe they'll send money. You never know. But this is pretty cool because on the back of Louder Than Love, where it says uh, "Thank you to." Do you see some fucking cool things on here? Well, one of them being Sub Pop. Yeah. Which is already cool. Um, what else is cool on here? What else is cool on here? Cameron Crowe. Right? The the famous film producer. Yeah. Who was married to... Uh, Susan? No. One of the Hart sisters. Yeah, Nancy. Nancy Wilson, yeah. Um, Mud Honey. 
Yeah. Screaming trees. Yeah. Living color. Yeah. Look in my eyes. That's what a good do fucking you album. see? Wow. And uh, Mother Love Bone. I like that. <laughs> Those are some big fucking grunge band names there. The four, well, the, the fathers of what is known as grunge. Well, I mean, because that's hard to say. Like, Out Sound, of the big four, Soundgarden, they were releasing uh, music the longest, I believe. Yeah, these guys, yes. But Alice blew up first. Yeah. And then Nirvana. And then Pearl Jam. Like, came all over it, and then Pearl Jam ate it like it was toast. <laughs> ate it like it was toast, eh? Dirty. We're gonna have to do some Pearl Jam, too. We haven't spun any of that lately. Let's do yeah. it on Friday. Just a grunge fucking three <laughs> This is an all-grunge podcast. I had a fucking interesting Week after idea. that, we'll do your mud honey, then we'll do my screaming trees. Uh... Oh, yeah. I had an interesting idea of a new podcast we could start. Could be called Change My Mind. And we have to, like, change, like, try to convince each other uh, to like a band that one of us An artist that yeah. we don't like? Yeah, that'd be cool. Because, <laughs> you know, I, you don't like Doors as much, so I'd be like, I'd try to convince I don't you like that, Bruce Springsteen. You know, well, I don't like him either. So change <laughs> our mind. Change our mind. We'll have to Good get luck. Angel on there for that one. <laughs> She'll have to tell us the, why she likes Bruce Springsteen. Um, you know, you can tell me why you like Nickelback and try to change my mind. You know? Okay. So, uh, why are you going to tell people I like Nickelback on the air? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're embarrassed and don't like No, I'm joking. Honestly, I don't mind Nickelback at all. Jerry fucking opened up for them while he was on his derogation trip tour, so... Oh, yeah? Yeah, and he would go on stage with them and play with them. There's live footage of it. That's kind of them cool. doing Alice and Nickelback songs together, so. That's kind of If cool. Jerry Cantrell isn't too good for Nickelback, I'm definitely not too good for Nickelback. <laughs> True. That is a good point. That is a good point. Look at you liking Nickelback. Now. There, it changed his mind! On this <laughs> week's episode of Change My Mind, I changed Brad's mind. Fuck, there, we started it. We're gonna have to do it now. Um. So. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna say some things about Soundgarden. Is that, well, do you want? Because you know more about Soundgarden than me. Like, uh, Soundgarden's probably out of the big four. Well, big five. I, I know more about Stone Temple Pilots than I do Soundgarden. Soundgarden is pretty much the first of the grunge that I got into. Honestly, um, they're the first that I I would recognize. Mostly off of the uh, Bad Motor Finger and Super Unknown album. Um, this, this is life. I, re- I remember getting this and not knowing what to expect. Because like, when you listen to Bad Motor Finger and you listen to um, Super Unknown, like they're really clean. Yeah. You know what I mean? Clean cut. and like Those are big albums. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Whereas this... Like, raw, really raw, really, uh, like, like they hadn't found that sound yet. Because mm-hmm. you hear some things on here that, like, you don't hear on the next album. And, like, different vocal approaches and stuff like that. Well, it's definitely heavier. Yeah. Like, wicked heavier. 
Yeah, and I mean, Ultra Mega OK well, I mean, is more Bad Murder Finger is pretty heavy too, but... They're all pretty heavy. Soundgarden in general is pretty heavy. Yeah. But this... I don't know. Like, I wouldn't have heard it and said grunge. No. You know, I don't, like... What would you say it would be? I'd say it's on the verge <clears throat> of metal. Yeah. Kind of like sludge metal. Yes. Like, you know, you hear... it's not thrash. It's not, not it's not thrash because it's not fast enough. It's definitely not hair metal because <laughs> it's not pretty enough. Yeah, it's dirty. But it's yeah, not it's, it's kind of like sludge stoner metal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this is also the last album to feature this lineup. Yeah. Right. This uh, is the original lineup. Well, the somewhat original lineup. <clears throat> I think as long as they were. No, now you gotta fact the, check me. On Ultra Mega OK, is it Matt Cameron on the drums? Yeah. yeah. Well, he, he comes in in 86. Okay, so, so cool. He, he shows up just as they're about to start. Because before it was Cornell. Yeah. Um, okay, so Matt Cameron on the drums. Kim Thale, the beast on guitar. Um, the bass player, who is it's his last appearance on the Soundgarden album is Hiro Yamamoto and obviously the great wonderful amazing Chris Cornell um, you know I was really uh, wondering why Hiro Yamamoto left before Bad Motor Finger yeah. and like <clears throat> so I looked it up right and this is a while back and I remember reading that he left because he felt uncomfortable that Chris Cornell uh, kept taking his shirt off on stage like, fuck, man. Can you imagine... It's rock and roll. Can you imagine Keith Richards saying, Hey, Mick, I don't want you to take your shirt off tonight. <laughs> Mick would be like, Well, fuck you, mate. <laughs> like, maybe now that he's, like, 70, right? Like, you don't want to see that. Like, it's too much. True. But imagine telling Iggy Pop from the Stooges or just the solo shit, like, Yo, Iggy, uh, yeah, you gotta keep the shirt on tonight. You know how fast he'd punch you in your face? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what a stupid thing to get mad about. <laughs> no, like, your band is about to explode. Soundgarden. And, like, you know, being in a band, you know, at least one time in your fucking life as a band, a shirt will come off. And, some, like, it's going to be so goddamn hot, you're going to play with your shirt off. Or the lead singer wants to get some pussy. Pretty sure Chris yeah. Cornell got a lot of pussy for taking off his shirt. And he didn't, well, he didn't need to take off his shirt. He's probably got a lot anyways. But, still, like, yeah, fucking... Uh, I just find what a dumb fucking, dumb reason. fucking reason to get upset with someone. But, anyway, uh, that worked out super great for someone named Ben Shepard. Yeah. Who would come in for Bad Motorfinger and on until the demise, which was after the Super Unknown. Yeah. And then they, he would come back and he would be on uh, King Animal. What's that does called? he not? Does he not come back down on the upside? Yeah, he's on down on the upside. Oh, okay, that's like after ninety six. Yeah. yeah, like he he played on the final three Soundgarden albums and then the reunion album in twenty eleven. Was he playing with them when, like, at the end? Ben Shepard. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The lineup doesn't change after oh, okay. Heroes yeah. out. After Heroes out. It's Matt, it's uh, Ben, Kim, and Chris. Till the end. Well, um, Hero had a little bit of a band 
uh, life afterwards too. He joined uh, while well, he created a band with Screaming Trees ex drummer Barrett. Uh, no. Uh, the one before Barrett? Yeah, the other one. Um, uh, what's his name? Mark Pickrell. The guy that people don't remember because Barrett's so good. Yeah. And Robert Roth from the storybook Crooks uh, called Truly. And then after that, he created another band called Stereo Donkey. And then he became a fucking organic chemist. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. So nowadays, he's uh, currently the chief of organic chemistry at Edge Analytical in Burlington, Washington. So, I mean... You should enroll in that school <laughs> just to say, Yo, dumbass, why'd you leave Soundgarden? That's uh, that's unfortunate. But, you know what? That was his choice, I guess. It's a dumb fucking choice, but... Yeah. Hey, it also depends on what people want, too. Yeah, if like, they wanted to play arenas and stadiums, or if they want to stay in clubs. You know? Soundgarden was one of those uh, bands when the festivals were getting big in the 90s that would play at like Lollapalooza yeah. and shit like that, you know, <coughs> so was he up to play in front of crowds like that? Who knows? Yeah, he true. never got to. Like, it doesn't really give a reason of why he left either. He kind of just left. Like it says, he left the band in 1989. Does it mention the, the shirt thing? Not even. Ah, oh, dude. It's on like a Soundgarden documentary. Or something, because yeah, he 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 departed the band the following spring, 1989 European tour, and then Jason Ehrman, formerly of Nirvana, replaced oh, him on bass briefly. That's true, but he's not on any albums. No, he's he might just be on a, a live bootleg or two, but that's true. I forgot. He, and yeah, he is originally from Nirvana. Yeah, I think there's even one photo shoot with him, which is super weird to see. Because you get so, like, Ben's been there ever since 90, right? So, yeah. Fuck, I forgot about that. Well, this song, what is this song called? Is this the fourth song? Power Trip? Or Get On The Shake Snake? I don't know anymore. Because Yamamoto actually has a couple tunes on here. And Power Trip is written by Yamamoto. Uh, I Awake is Yamamoto. No Wrong, No Right, Yamamoto. So he wrote Yamamoto, not Yamamoto, but he wrote a couple tunes on here, so he was actually a pretty... He was an active member. You know, he wasn't just the bass player. Yeah, but, but and clearly losing them didn't hurt them. No, because you got the genius of Chris Cornell, Kim Thale. Matt Cameron. Yeah. This is Power Trip. Okay. Yeah, so this was written by him. But he left, and now we got Ben Shepard. Well, we had Ben Shepard. He's still around, but Soundgarden's not. Well, Soundgarden's supposed to perform soon. Mm-hmm. Okay, that'd be cool. That's what I've been hearing, is they're supposed to perform soon. And uh, it's, it's going to be a guest vocalist. I think it's going to be Todd again. Yeah. Just because it's already tight. They already got it down. Man. Like, I would rather see someone like Todd come in and do it than them get some young, new unknown. Yeah. You know, that worked for Stone Temple Pilots and all, but it doesn't mean they should all do it. And it worked for uh, Alice. But, I mean, William Duvall had, a, like, he's been in music for a long time, just as long as those guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, he was Yeah, he had a metal a, band, though. No? Yeah, a hardcore metal yeah, band. And he wasn't just a, a random guy. He, sorry. What were you saying? Doesn't he have some stuff coming out with that? Or like, yeah, the record store did. Yeah, that's cool. 
Oh, Tony Iommi said Soundgarden are quite good. It's very much like the same sort of stuff that we would have done. So. Well, we, yeah, you definitely hear Sabbath vibes on this. And they also say um, Soundgarden's sound during the early years of the Seattle grunge scene has been described as consisting of gnarled neo-Zeppelinisms. <laughs> Which is basically like they, influ they have a big influence from, like, from Led Zeppelin. Um, but you notice no one freaked the fuck out and called them out and being sounding too much like Led Zeppelin. Well, they don't really sound like Led Zeppelin. Mm. The voice is completely different. True. True. If you're comparing it to the Greta. Yeah. Years. You were one of those people at the time. Remember? Yeah. What did you say your favorite song was on that album again? I, uh, fuck, I don't know. I like the last one. The Weight of uh, Love. And, uh, Barriers. Broken Barriers, or... Okay. Broken... I was playing one for my dad. I was like, fuck, I was trying to remember the one you showed me. Because I had Don't that crazy guitar solo, right? Yeah. Oh, and that's the last one, The Weight of the Love. The weight yeah, of well, love. I played him a different one, and that one wasn't my favorite. No. There, there's one they play on Shoma all the time, and it's like... It's probably the one why? I'm talking about, because it sounds like a jingly hit. Yeah, it's like, why the fuck do they play that and there's better shit on there? I feel That's probably why the band gets a bad rap, because they play fucking garbage trap. Like, the singles are not the best. Yeah. Like, they have some really probably decent don't deep cuts. They pick their singles. True. No. If, I was, if I was in a band that successful, I'd be picking my fucking singles. Cause yeah, but what if the only way you got to be that successful is if you didn't, and they had to put the popular... I mean, fuck! I don't even remember which one I played now. <laughs> My way soon. Is yeah. that the one that you're talking about? I think so. Yeah. It kind of yodels a bit in it. Soundgarden. I like Soundgarden. I like Soundgarden more than Greta. I like being in the Garden of Sound. What a cool name. Soundgarden. Like, I don't know. They all have really cool names. Pearl Jam. Stone Temple Pilots. Except Nirvana. Nirvana's just like... It's a cool name, but there was already a band in the 60s named Nirvana, so Kurt, you're not really that original. <laughs> Ooh, fuck, shots fired. Why are you saying that forward? You're, you're either looking up or down. He ain't in front of you. True, true. <laughs> I'm talking to the people. The two people or three. Who knows? Uh, I almost at the flip. I'm gonna play that uh, thing off my bootleg into the mic. Yeah, the Eddie Vedder thing. Fuck yeah. So, Soundgarden has. Uh, let me get rid of all this fucking garbage. As of 2019, Soundgarden has sold more than 14 million records in the U.S. and an estimated 30 million worldwide. VH1 ranked Soundgarden as number 14 in their uh, in their 100 greatest artists of hard rock. Wow, 14. 14's pretty good up, like pretty high up there, considering all the Here stuff in the back. Yeah. Definitely some heavy. fucking got a little. I mean, maybe they don't have uh, any influence from Deep Purple, but you kind of get a little bit of a Deep Purple. In the voice, like, yeah. Well, the voice and also just like fucking. The, the driving like, tune. Um, Kim Thale 
is a beast. I don't know him. You know he was playing with an MC5, like, uh, like, like, uh, it, obviously it's not MC5, like the original band, because they're not all alive, and it's like an MC5 tribute, but I think it had, like, one or two originals in it. Okay. He was torn with them. Really? That's kind of fucking they cool. They came to Montreal, and I missed it, which was a bummer, because you could have got VIP, and just, I would have done it just to meet Kim Fail. No. I would have been like, dude, I fucking love Soundgarden. Great stuff tonight, but talk about Soundgarden. I want to hear about that. <laughs> That's even before Chris died, you know. Yeah. What sucks is that they got, like, they kind of been on and off since uh, they came back with that last album, right? And nothing else came out during that time. Like, that album was, like, 2011, and he took his life in 2017. Like, it's just, like, damn, fuck. There should have been another album in that time, you know? Yeah. Well, maybe they had something in the works, no? Well, I don't know. I don't know. But there also could be some stuff that's out there, but there's such a legal battle between uh, Soundgarden and Chris Cornell's uh, yeah. widow that it's almost like it's hard to... Like, I don't think they can release anything right now, you know? That's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that there has to be that argument. I know. know what I mean? It's kind of like the same thing with Tom Petty. Like, I know it's not uh, uh, a band, but it's Tom Petty and his, uh, like his daughter and then his wife, his current wife, but his other daughter. Yeah, like, a daughter from a different marriage. Like, there's a big fucking kerfuffle going on, and, like, who gets the rights and all that. And it's like, you know who should get the rights? Fucking no one, because it's not their music. Sorry. That's well, I think that first thing. and foremost, it should... Uh, it should be the band. Or, like... Well, I mean, not, it, not it should take band. care of his wife and children. Yeah. His music. Because he was mm-hmm. going to do that regardless. Well, yeah. But instead of... The money. Why don't they just split it? Like... Yeah. Like, they're fighting own. over who takes the house, who takes... Well, who the fuck cares? He's dead. Like, I know it sucks, but... Why fucking... You're making a big old thing about... Well, he definitely wouldn't have wanted that. No. You think Chris wants his fucking wife fighting with his band that he spent his yeah, whole career with? He doesn't want it. He's, he still wouldn't want it. Yeah, no, for sure. But uh, if you don't want that to happen, don't hang yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. It's, fuck, like, I don't know. See, I was reading about that because... Uh, uh, not too long ago, I was reading about it, and uh, like I was reading, uh, there's some conspiracy theories that actually uh, does that thing. Yeah, yeah, um, there's conspiracy theories that, that he he got killed. Yeah, because there was a, a, a like obscene amount of blood on the scene, and like with a hanging, well, usually there's no blood. There's blood on the scene, but then you know that could also be like maybe he cut himself, but then they didn't say that. Yeah. We don't know what happened prior to that. Yeah, but... Um, yeah. It's my, hard to know everything that, that happened. Like... Leading it, to that moment, because... Uh, and then, you know, his wife blames the bodyguard, but, I mean, the bodyguard was just giving him his normal... Space. His, his space, first of all, and then his normal fucking dosage. Like, it's not the doctor's fault that he was abusing... Well... That's the same thing with Michael Jackson. Because Michael Jackson's doctor, when I remember when he died, everyone was like, "Well, fucking his doctor killed him." Well, he was just given his doctor was just given the prescription. Sure, maybe he was giving him too much, 
because it was like he was addicted to it. Yeah, but if Michael's saying, look, give me what I want or you're fired, uh, <laughs> Michael pays me pretty good. Yeah, Walmart exactly. Sucks, so, so I don't know. There's some conspiracy about that. and hope for the best. Oh, he's dead. We'll, we'll uh, continue talking about Chris's, Chris and Soundgarden right after the flip. You ready for a flip? Time is over But the record's not done I gotta flip it So it can be spun Another side has come and gone, and we are back with the second side of Louder Than Love. And drugs. Are drugs loud, man? And man, can you hear the drugs? Loud love. We're not. A, we're not on. I'm not on drugs. I'm on beer. We didn't even mention the beer we're drinking today. We're drinking. Uh, my, actually, it's one of my favorites. Uh, it's. Uh, it's one that I've really started to enjoy and appreciate. Uh, Uni Brew Blonde. Yeah, that was a good beer. I hadn't had a beer in a while, and that was smooth as fuck. Yeah, it's it's a Quebec, very big. They're the ones who make the Megadeth beers. Oh, okay. Uh, that company, Unibrew. They're. Uh, I've had uh, one of those. Very popular. No, around sorry, the world. I had a Iron Maiden beer. Yeah, uh, they have a new Megadeth beer, the Thirteenth uh, Season or Thirteenth Reason or something. And they have Atulamon, and they have a lot of good craft beers. But this is the the Blanc. Uh, really the cool blow. can. The blow. You know, it's got a little g- gremlin or griffin or what is that? It's a fucking griffin. I don't know. It's a little gremlin griffin. Yeah. Gryffindor. In a U. It's from pretty sh- ugly, honestly. Yeah. Doesn't look too good. But the can it's colors. It's a gargoyle. Alright, gargoyle. That's it. That's the word I was looking for. The can got some cool colors, though. I like the orange and shit like that. 4.9, 355 milliliters. That's your standard can. And it's from Richard Chambly. Standard kid. <laughs> uh, it's from Chambly, Quebec, Canada. So, shout out to Chambly if you're not group. making a shit Chambly, beer. yeah, pretty da- tasty. So, I mean, I don't know what you're eating is. I I like this beer. I I I'll buy give it, it a seven point five. Yeah, I was probably gonna give it an eight, eight point five nine-ish. Yeah, I drank sixteen sixty four, but I already know the rating of that. It'd be like fucking eleven. <laughs> I give sixteen sixty four like a nine. I like them, but I don't know. I don't know if I have a beer that I'd give a ten. No, I drink it for the buzz. I don't drink it for the. I don't drink it at all, really. Like today's the first beer I've had in month. Well, since Thomas was here. Really? Well, we had no, like we did have a barbecue one night where I had a few because. Thomas left six of his export here. <laughs> Oops. Um, 
So Soundgarden. Let's talk more about Soundgarden. Do you have anything you want to talk about about Soundgarden? Or Chris Just, Cornell? You know, they're a band that I really wish I could have seen. Like, uh... What didn't necessarily... I just really want to see Chris, because, you know... He, uh... He's a vocalist that I've really connected with. Like Scott Weiland, too, right? Like, Weiland hurt me, but when was I? I was, like, 2013? 2010. Weiland? Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, dude. 2013. But continue there. No, I want to see this. Twenty fifteen, so we were both wrong. Ah. <laughs> we were both wrong. I, I thought it was twenty ten, you thought it was twenty thirteen, and it was twenty fifteen. Two years. I re really, I fucking thought it was longer than that. Two years before Chris's death, not right on the day. E either way, I don't know. I like I always loved the Stone Temple Pilots, but like I don't know. I was just younger then too. Like mm -hmm. I don't know. I was listening to a lot of uh, Soundgarden. Um, and uh, Audio Slave and Solo Chris at that at that time, I was living in. I moved back to my hometown in Ontario in late October, early November, something like that. And I was back here by March, right? And that whole time I was super depressed. The whole time, just really fucking down on my luck and not feeling good about my upside. <laughs> there was no upside. There was no upside. She's really down, and uh, it fell on black days. Yeah, it definitely. Exactly. I fell on black days. I was feeling a little outshined. Yeah, I wasn't feeling the loud love, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It was just uh It was just a rough fucking time in my life, right? Probably one of the roughest. My grandma died around that time too. Um, that's when I I fell in love with Audio Slave. Because, I mean, I already really liked Soundgarden. I already really liked Rage Against the Machine. But I was finally ready to dip into that. Um, and there was a song on there, Getaway Car. And I fucking played it every day while I was in Ontario. And, you know, not I was definitely not in a spot where I was going to, like, kill myself or something. But I was definitely in a bad spot. Like, I wasn't uh, getting along with any of my family. I wasn't getting, talking to any of my friends. Like... I was kind of just, you know, distancing myself from people and putting myself in a worse spot. Yeah, and I felt Ontario, like... I didn't hear much from you. Yeah, well, no one really heard much from me. I mean, even the people that... My sister lived down the street barely heard much from me, you know? Yeah. Like, I have two sisters. One of them I hung out with, and the other one we talked maybe three, four times while I was there. And I was there for quite a while, you know? Yeah. Especially since, like, we hadn't lived in the same town since I was eight years old. You know, we... We both planned on it, going differently. But anyways, really rough time, rough spot in my life, and fucking, I felt like Chris Cornell helped me through it. You know what I mean? And, uh, yeah, I got back in, in March, probably wasn't even uh, a week or so later. I, I already had, um, I, oh, which, I think I had Super Unknown first. So I got back, I bought Bad Motor Finger. I bought this, I bought Louder Than Love. Uh, I bought the Audio Slave album while I was in Ontario. I already had Tempo Dot. Like, I was just really rocking to him. Felt like he just got me through the worst time of my life. And then he killed himself. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. It was so weird. I, I was super emotional about it, too. It was like, fuck. Because, you know, sometimes when you're down, you feel like it's the end of the world. And it really isn't. And But that's how I felt at that time. Yeah. You know, and I was like, fuck. And he, like, he saved me through something that I felt really bad about. And then he killed himself. I, I don't know. I still have weird feelings about that because that was some fucked up shit. Yeah. Yeah, I can, I can see how that's kind of fucking, like... Yeah. You know, like, he helped you out so much during that time and then, yeah, he was suffering. And then it was weird, right? Because, so that happens, all of that's going on. I, I, I moved back to Quebec. Chris Cornell um, ends his life. You know, obviously there's the rumors around that that it wasn't necessarily like that. Either way, he uh, ended his life. Yeah. He's no longer with us. Now, I found out that he had a connection with Chester Bennington. Mm-hmm. I'm not a huge Linkin Park no. guy, and I'll be the first to say that. I'm really not. He did an EP with Stone Temple Pilots that I really enjoyed. I thought that was cool. And I've heard... Maybe you showed me some of a, a different band that yeah, he was in. Days. And that like was kind of cool. Yeah. But uh, so the thing was, is I knew that he was uh, associated with Chris. I found out that he sang uh, at Chris's funeral. I believe he sang Hallelujah, the Leonard Cohen tune. And he, I found out that he was the godfather of Chris's son. And oh, yeah. maybe his, the youngest son and youngest daughter. Maybe not the daughter, but the son. And when did he... Well, that's the thing. So I'm feeling like, fuck, I I like this guy now. He was friends with one of my heroes, you know. He left his kids to him, you know. Yeah. I bought tickets. Me and my buddy Mark, we bought tickets to go see Linkin Park, you know, on the floor, up close. And, you know, I wasn't even doing it for him. I was doing it for Chris. And that motherfucker (laughs) killed himself, too. And it left a sour taste in my mouth because, you know, as sad as Chris's thing was, the fact that his friend, who was already even younger than Chris, who Chris, you know, made the godfather of his child. Yeah. Like, if I'm not here, would you look after my kid? And he just fucking offed himself like two... And the worst part is, it was like a week before the the show. Like, I was supposed to see him, um, when did, can you look that up, when he died? I believe the date of the concert was August 10th. It was like the 9th or the 10th, and he... July 20th. Oh, okay, so maybe it was a couple weeks. Yeah, two weeks ago. You know, and fuck, the thing that bugged me the most is like, man, you're on tour. Do it after the fucking tour. You have an obligation. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Do the tour, <laughs> then kill yourself. <laughs> no. <Jesus. laughs> That's awful. Guy. No, but honestly, I was I felt anger towards someone you that took their more life. Anger? It wasn't even two years. It was the same year. Yeah, it's the same fucking no, year. No, yeah, the same fucking year. This same. all happened. Like, like I just fucking lost Chris. I'm having an awful time. You know, he was pulling me out of it. That kind of put me back into its own thing. I fucking got... 15 grand from my grandmother when she passed. I bought a truck, I bought a TV, and the rest of it was fucking food and hash. You know what I mean? I fucking listened to Chris Cornell feeling sorry about myself, bought a concert ticket, got fucking cancelled because Buddy offed himself. The same (laughs) way! He hung himself too! But the part, it left a sour taste in my mouth because Chris made that his 
god. Yeah. His, just, his kid's yeah. godfather, you know? <coughs> Do you have godparents? I don't know. You don't know? I think so. I've never asked who they were. See, I've always been kind of bummed. Like, my uncle's wife couldn't have kids, right? Yeah. So my dad said that he wanted his brother to be mine and my brother's godfather. Yeah. Well, my uncle's a total cunt, right? <laughs> so it's like, what the fuck? I already have a cheapskate uncle. Now I got a cunt godfather, too? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... I haven't talked to this guy in a couple of years, and the other day, I had smoked a joint, it was a little stoned, I thought it'd be funny to send him the middle finger emoji on Facebook. He <laughs> blocked me. <laughs> he blocked me on Facebook. Fuck but he's a big old bitch, dude, I don't care. I hope he hears this one day. Dwayne, you're a cunt. <laughs> there you go, you heard it here first. Take oh, a fucking note one. out of Chris Cornell's handbook and hang. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> That's dirty. That's yeah, fucking, that, was, that got that dark. Was, that, was, that was a little darker than that. I'm just kidding. It's a beautiful sunny day here. Uh, yeah, it's fucking 20 out. Uh, <coughs> it's gonna be smoking by the end. By Friday, it's gonna be like 30 degrees. I'm having chicken for supper. Mm, I don't know what I mean. Um, I wanted to mention, uh, Chris Cornell. His uh, it's not actually his name. It's Christopher John Boyle. What? <laughs> it's Christopher John Boyle, but I don't know where the Cornell comes from. He he wasn't close with his father at all. That's probably why he. What's got his rid mother's of him. name? Does it say? Uh, early life, early life, early life. Karen Cornell. Yeah, yeah he took okay. his mother's last Good. name. He he doesn't like his father. I think he was uh, abusive, <coughs> if not physically, emotionally, and mentally. Mentally, they're Catholics too. Chris Cornell has a better ring to it than Chris uh, Boyle. Chris Boyle. It'd be like Susan Boyle. <laughs> you know who that is? <laughs> Man, at the age of 12, he had access my dad, to alcohol, marijuana, LSD, real mushrooms, quick, and prescription drugs. My dad yeah. never wanted to listen to Adele because he thought she was Susan Boyle. <laughs> <laughs> someone, someone was trying to show him. They're like... You don't like Adele? And he's like, no, I don't fucking like Adele. I don't care if she's ugly and sings good. And they're like, well, she's, you know, she's not that. She's not ugly. Like, uh, my dad's like, I seen her on TV. She's pretty ugly. Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> something like that. He's like, I don't give a fuck. I don't want to hear it. And then they put it up. And he's like, who's that? <laughs> you know, not the same girl he was thinking at all. He owns all three of her albums on she's vinyl. Great, he though. fucking loves Adele. That shit cracked me right up. <laughs> she is good though. I give him like I I, I gotta admit like I like Adele. If I had the money and ex uh, well, extra I would own all her albums, but it's just not at the top of my list. No, exactly. You know I don't own all the the Soundgarden albums. Then I don't have time to own all of Adele's albums. So just reading um here it seems like he had a really fucking rough teenage years. One of his ex girlfriends stabbed him. Jesus. Why the fuck did that happen? Dude. I don't know. I don't even know. <laughs> but yeah, Loud he, love. <laughs> he was doing PCP at 14. Nice. Uh, prescription drugs, yeah. LSD at 12. Fucking, he used them daily by 13. No, if, if he really he relapsed at the him. age of 15, fuck. <laughs> you know, God. if he had been doing those drugs since uh, 
that age, like, as much as I've made jokes about it, I really don't think suicide is funny. No. Um, and, uh, this death really did hurt me. I make humor out of it as a coping mechanism. Um, but, you know, doing drugs like that, from that age of 12, you know, you're not gonna be all there. No. You know? Uh, I, I don't know exactly, like, it's kind of, you know, I've always wondered, you know, it's kind of like Keith Emerson, uh, he took his own life, yeah. um, and that was because he really couldn't play, well, he's obviously had other demons, but he really couldn't play a lot of piano, which is what he, you know, made music. Yeah, wasn't he sick other than that? Well, I think, yeah, he had some other problems, but, the, like, he had really bad arthritis or something like yeah. that, and he couldn't play, so he ended up taking his own life, and I... I but Good Chris Phil Collins sing. can sing. Yeah, <laughs> so he can't drum no more. Well, Phil Collins has probably got so much money, but I guess Chris had a lot of money. Yeah, well, Chris, uh, I don't what, know. He still had his voice, though. But, you know, that whole Seattle scene was known for being... Yeah. Uh, well, how, why do you think none of them, like, 90% of them made it out of the fucking 90s? One singer. Two. One singer left. Well, yeah. yeah well, two... Uh, Three, four, multiple singers, but out of the big ones that people know, yeah. like obviously, uh, you know, Mark Armstrong around. Surprisingly, Mark Lanigan is still around. Yeah, I think we've mentioned Eddie that better. a times. They've only, but the, uh, so that you know, Soundgarden is considered the big four, but they've only got six albums. Yeah, but they were well. Plus, a couple in of their teams, own scene, I think they were the biggest. Like they yeah. were the band that people were looking at. Like fuck, if someone's blowing up, it's them. Because they were doing it the longest too in but the I beginning. Think, you know, I think what happened is because Nirvana and Kurt Cobain wrote just such like songs that just connected more with the people. They're easy. Like they're a little not saying Chris Corn. Uh, like sorry, Kurt Cobain's music is uh, dumber. But it sounds a little fucking. It was probably just dumbed down, because you know you listen to the people in Seattle were so fucked up on heroin that they were just digging Nirvana so hard because they couldn't even understand anything anyway. Yeah, exactly. They're like, this makes sense to me. He wants to die. (laughs) It's like, you know, something like that. Uh, uh, All right, charts. We'll do that before it fucking ends. And reception. All music gave it a three. Out of five? Three out of five, yeah. Rolling Stone gave it a three and a half out of five. Robert Crisco gave it a C plus. I gave Robert Crisco a fucking <laughs> F minus, dude. Hang yourself also. <laughs> uh, Louder Than Love became the band's first album to chart on the Billboard 200, peaking at number 108. Wow. So, I mean, you know, it's not the greatest fucking... Uh, they're so unknown, but, though, at that time. Exactly. Still. You know, you really have to build a, a hype, you know? You need to have this album that doesn't chart well, just so people hear of you, so that the next album does, you know? Obviously, there are situations where there's just so many hits on an album that debuts blow up, like, you know, Appetite or something like that, but, uh, yeah. Uh, Robert Crisco says... He, he gave it a C plus because covertly it's con- uh, well it's conceptual already in spite of itself and I bet metal fans don't bite so I think he means that metal fans probably don't like it uh, even though it is already and like it, it, 
it, it's conceptual. He's but, Robert Crispo say he bet metal fans don't bite. Yeah, that's that's what he thinks. Well, definitely quite a few metal fans bite Soundgarden. Uh, Steve Huey from All Music Staff writer. From Huey Lewis in the news? No. Uh, definitely not that cool. Uh, he's a critic. <laughs> he's uh, a he, dick. He's th- he gave it three out of five stars, saying that too much of the album drifts along without focus or variety. Are you fucked? There's a lot of variety here. I'm sorry, fucking not everything sounds like. Are you fucked? Well, I didn't get some. I hate when not. He probably lives in his mother's attic. Yeah, you know they'll say, ah, ah, Nirvana is the best fucking band uh, since Zeppelin. Like, why do they say that? There's not much variety in Nirvana songs. Like, I find every time we do a grunge podcast, Nirvana, but you know, like. Get mad at critics for not liking the bands we like more, and then we shit on Nirvana. But I, you know, I like Nirvana. I like Nirvana too. I just don't. But I like these guys better. Yeah, like they're at the even Soundgarden better. Than them. I haven't even listened to Soundgarden. Like well, I have, but like not every single song from Soundgarden. I listen to every single song from Nirvana because they've only released three fucking albums or four, three. Well, three that I can think of. Yeah, so three albums from Nirvana. Three, like, legit albums, and then there's, like, Kurt Cobain and Testicide, and, and like, uh, yeah, there's a bit of Yeah, me either. I don't give a fuck, dude. I like In Utero. I don't mind fucking Bleach, and the first ones are meh. Yeah. The rest of them, I from the other bands of that era, I fucking enjoy. And, and, and I love a lot. Even fucking Skinyard. You ever hear that band? No, but I like them Matt probably. Cameron. Played Nirvana. drums for Skinyard yeah. before Soundgarden. So did Barrett Martin before so did Barrett Martin. Martin. Scream Ah, uh, cool little fun fact I just read here. Metallica's guitarist Kirk Hammett revealed that he was inspired to write the riff Enter Sandman after listening to Louder Than Love. Did you know that? Wait, Kirk Hammett wrote was the riff? inspired okay. by this album to write the riff Enter Sandman. Oh no, but metalheads won't bite. Yeah, exactly. Suck a dick, you fuck. <laughs> Guns N' Roses covered Big Dumb Sex on 1993 album Spaghetti Incident as part of the medley with T-Rex's Buick McCain. Yes, sir. They cover- also on that album cover Mr. Charles Manson. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I didn't know that. Q Magazine named this album Louder Than Love one of the 50s have, uh, 50th as one head. of the heaviest, fiftieth, what? As one of the fifty heaviest albums of all time. Uh, so Rolling Stone ranked it at louder. Uh, sorry, Rolling Stone ranked louder than love as sixty nine on their list of a hundred greatest metal albums of all time. Metal, metal albums. I love this. Yeah, and you know the only reason that's on there is because big dumb sex. I don't want to yeah. fuck, fuck you. <laughs> That's exactly the whole thing. Um, charts. Well, there's not much charts. Uh, Loud Love did 87 in the UK and Hands All Over is 82. Real quick, can you skip over to Bad Motorfinger and see where it charted the highest? Yeah. Was that the last song? Oh, um, no, no, we got one more. Ah, Bad Motorfinger. Okay, okay, we're here. Which was released on the same day as Blood Sugar Sucks Magic and Nevermind. Yeah. Just so you know. 
So the three singles out the, of that was Jesus Christ Post, Outshine, and Rusty, Rusty Cage. Cage. You know Rusty Cage is a fucking Johnny Cash song? No, it's not. Johnny no? Cash covered it. Oh. <laughs> My teacher told me wrong then. Prick. He probably heard it by Johnny Cash and figured, well, Johnny's older. Johnny Cash, her isn't Johnny Cash's song. That's Nine Inch Nails. Mm-hmm. He did an album where he kind of covered some of those 90s things. Unchained. Alright. Sorry, I'm getting to your charts here. Chart performance. What did you want to know? Where did it... What's the highest charting? Uh, in US, so that was 108. In the US, this it was... Two, uh, Jesus. It was 39 on the Billboard 200. 39? Yeah. Jesus, where was that? Ne- well, I don't even that know. That was in 92, though. So, 92, a lot of shit coming out that year. Yeah. Um, the year he died, though, this album fucking uh, Die yeah, Motor Finger it, it came back out. Yeah. Well, it was actually re released in 2016. Yeah. So, just when in time. Certifications. It must be platinum. Yeah, this is two times platinum in the states, silver in the UK, platinum in the can- in Canada. In the Canada. Yeah, and gold in thirty-five. Platinum um, in the can, you die. Whereas the other one, uh, louder than love, this one reached gold. That's all. Um, but yeah, fucking, we we gotta do some more Soundgarden, man. Like, uh, well, you gotta listen to some more Soundgarden because I'm sure you would dig all of it. Oh, I wanted to mention Chris Cornell's wife was Susan Silver. Yeah, who, who also was the manager of uh, some fucking <laughs> I great. We do some cute little uh, uh, manager of uh, uh, Alice in Chains. Alice in Chains and a couple other bands for yeah. sure. And well, doesn't didn't. I think they did uh, early Pearl Jam. Jerry Cantrell and Eddie Vedder lived in the basement of Susan Silver's house. That's cool. Also, fucking completely random, but on Blind Melon's thank you notes for uh, the first album. They thank Susan Silver. And they thank Soundgarden. So, there you go. It goes all for full circle. The whole and scene Shannon was together. And Shannon Hoon is dead also. So <laughs> what the fuck? Everyone's dead. I know. That's awful. Everyone's dead. Maybe that's why he hung himself. Cause, well, probably. If he watched, he watched every single one of his friends, other than Eddie Vedder, die. And but him and Eddie were so like, close. Like, yeah. come on, like. I don't no, know. He, like, he I, I Eddie. always feel bad when, like, for someone like Shannon who OD'd our our lane that decomposed. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's so true. <laughs> like those yeah. bug me more than. Than say, uh, Kurt blowing his brains out or blowing his brains out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if killed. it was Courtney, dude, I don't even give a fuck. Courtney Harder Hitman. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I hope she never goes to jail, even if she did do it. She made him more famous than he was ever gonna be. <laughs> she blew out. Uh, what did he, he? He didn't fade away. He blew. He, he blew, blew. Blew himself. Blow your brains out before you fade away. <laughs> Um, Better to blow but up. yeah, I don't know those where they like because Shannon Hoon didn't want to die. No, definitely. Not. I don't know how Chris Cornell felt 
leading up to that night, but on that night, I guess he wanted to die. And like, he, he called died. his wife that night, and just, like, uh, he just talked to her, apparently, and then he hung up, and she, like, was like, okay, he's probably just, you know, and she called him back a couple of times, and then he didn't answer. I don't know. It but it was only, like, like, it definitely, this one hurt me a lot. It wasn't even that long, though, between when she hung up and he... Like, apparently hung himself. It wasn't even that long. They, like, were talking at 11. And he was, like, fucking dead, like, dead on the floor at, like, 1230. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I did make some jokes on this podcast about it. I really don't think it's funny, personally. Because no. this was a death. This was, with my first dog ever, my grandma and Chris Cornell are the three hardest deaths in my life. Legitimately. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. You know, and then probably Scott. Yeah. Um, I don't even know. I'd have to sit down and think about who my biggest but yeah, deaths I don't know. Yeah, uh, you know, if you feel like shit, take another day. Yeah, and uh, go see help. Think it through. There's people to help if you are experiencing depression. And there are some people that yeah. are, are just gonna take their lives young because mm-hmm. they don't have that thing to live for. Something in their head just uh, like it's a, maybe it's a switch. You know, like yeah. you're born either one way or another. You know, if if a fucking a man can be born thinking that he wants to be a girl, you can definitely be born thinking you want to die. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. But uh, that's too serious. I need to go eat some chicken. <laughs> Yo, have a fucking great Monday. We love you. We love you. All four of you. Or three. I don't know. Yeah, I know, but my one of my dad's... Uh, Buddies asked me for the link for the podcast, so he might have listened. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Getting more listens. So that might be four, you know? Fuck it. Look at us moving on up. Look at that. 217 total listens. See how much money we've made off this? Fucking zero. We don't make money. This isn't even for money. No, no. This is for fun. But, I mean, look. There's a price tag right there, and it says zero dollars and zero cents. So we do this for hey you. we do have one listen on Weezer and Allison Train so thank you except uh, none on Deep Purple Dicks or James Gang or Mac DeMarco Dicks did we do any Tuck. Van Halen yet? no we haven't what the fuck we haven't done a lot of things there's fucking plenty of great albums coming out sometime within the next however many years we do this podcast just keep on tuning in on Mondays and Fridays and, uh, and or just start we'll switch to switch it up in. and do a Tuesday and a Saturday or um, just Sunday to see and if a, anyone's paying attention. Yeah, no, maybe who knows. All right, we'll shout at you on Friday. This is DBT Groups, and we're signing off. Peace.